This is HPR episode 2714 entitled Airplane Stalls and Angle of Attack. It is hosted by Brian in Ohio and is about 17 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is a primer on why airplanes quit flying. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello folks, Kay Wisher here to remind you that it's that time of year again. Time for the Hacker Public Radio New Year's Eve show. For those who don't know, on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2018, at 10 a.m. UTC, that is 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will have a recording going on the HPR Mumble server for anyone to come on and say Happy New Year and talk about whatever they want. We will leave the recording going until January 1st, 2019, 12 a.m. UTC, that will be 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or until the conversation stops. Please visit HackerPublicRadio.org to find all the details and links about how to set up the PC Mumble Client, your favorite mobile app, the mobile server connection details, our Etherpad show notes, and the live audio stream if you only prefer to listen in on the lively banter. So please stop in and say hi, and maybe join in the conversation with other HPR listeners and contributors. It's always a good time. Public Radio, Brian in Ohio here, crawling out from under his rock and uh, doing an episode on a subject matter that's been in the news um, a few times uh, recently, and that was, uh, it has to do with the uh, aircraft accident in Indonesia, the uh, Lion Air 737 that uh, crashed somewhere in the climb out, and um, there's been uh, some misreporting about uh, some stuff, and I wanted to clear that up. This is just uh, helping out journalists out there who are willing to do the hard work by uh, even opening up a Wikipedia page. So uh, what I want to talk about was why airplanes stall and uh, what an angle of attack gauge is. So, uh, so beginning uh, to start out, let's talk about why uh, planes how they fly, how they produce lift, and so, so things like balloons and dirigibles, they produce lift by having gas inside of a bag that's lighter than the air around them, so they float. Um, they, so it could be just a hot air balloon or something like helium or hydrogen inside of a bag, that all works. Those vehicles don't suffer from any kind of aerodynamic stall, uh, because they produce most of their lift via you know, this gaseous air. So we won't be talking about that. Um, and I, things like uh, Harrier jets, for you people in 
Europe would definitely know those. Uh, we used them here in the Marine Corps. Uh, the uh, or even uh, quadcopters, uh, uh, wrongly named drones, as people call them, uh, use a principle called thrust vectoring, which is uh, producing lift by uh, directing a bunch of of uh, propulsion, you know, against gravity, and and they causes the thing to rise. Well, uh, um, and uh, things like the Harrier jet used that for could, could hover and take off that way. Um, that again is not uh, doesn't have anything to do with the way an airplane produces lift or has anything to do with stalling. Um, and then uh, uh, helicopters ha- do produce lift the way airplanes do. They have a rotating wing and they do suffer stall effects. But I won't discuss those either because I really don't know anything about helicopters. Uh, what I do know about is airplanes have been flying airplanes for uh, many decades now, and uh, and I do know about airliner type aircraft. I've never uh, flown a 737, uh, but I've flown planes that are similar to it, and uh, and I've flown planes with uh, angle of attack gauges where you can actually see them, and I fly airplanes right now that have uh, angle of attack sensors that feed information into the flight control computers to help uh, um, for, to help control the aircraft. So anyway, uh, airplanes produce lift in two ways. The first way, uh, this isn't in order, but only in the way we're going to discuss them. The first way is uh, just general deflection of air off the body or the wing, the bottom of the wing, uh, that uh, air hits it, it deflects, and you produce uh, uh, an equal and opposite reaction that creates some lift. This is how kites fly, flat kites, like uh, your typical little diamond kite that you might have flown as a child or maybe you still fly them now. Those fly because they um, uh, deflect air downward. You get an, an equal and opposite reaction producing a vector up that can, if it's, if it's strong enough, if you have enough wind, uh, can produce lift enough to lift something up. Uh, the, the second way, which is the really the, the, the meat of it all, is that air, airplanes produce lift by uh, the thing called the Bernoulli effect, where gas that's <clears throat> accelerated uh, drops in pressure. And, and so an aircraft wing generally are curved on the top and flatter on the bottom. This is, none of these things are 100% true there are there are symmetrical wings that fly but I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail this is for general aircraft um, including airliners uh, they they uh, have a, uh, a curved upper portion of the wing the bottom wing is flat or slightly curved or maybe even convex uh, for a real slow flying aircraft and uh, so the air going uh across the wing on the top gets accelerated and as it as the wing goes through the air and it drops some pressure and then so you have high pressure at the bottom and low pressure at the top and that pushes the aircraft into the air so if you go fast enough and you have a big enough wing you produce enough lift to to lift the aircraft off the ground and that's how airplanes produce lift so now stalling um, of a wing is a term that you hear sometimes and people 
uh, misunderstand this. So an airplane's wing stalling has nothing to do with its engine. Uh, Gliders have no engines, and they fly, and they can and they stall just like any other aircraft, heavier than aircraft. Uh, they just use gravity for their energy source. Um, and um, so, so it has nothing to do with an engine or anything like that. It's the, the, an aircraft wing is considered to be stalled when that air flowing over top of, of the top of the wing uh, becomes so disturbed that uh, it no longer uh, it no longer uh, ha- doesn't have the low uh, that low pressure and the aircraft quits flying and that can happen for a number of different reasons uh, it can happen uh, because you have ice on your wing it can happen uh, that that brown that top layer can be disturbed because of dirt on the wing uh, and so it's so definitely, um, shape of the wing matters, and disturbing the shape uh, can cause it to, to quit producing lift. Now, the, the the most most stalls of the wing that 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 uh, separation of that upper air on the wing. Um, most stalls happen when you exceed a thing called the angle, the critical angle of attack. So the angle of attack of an aircraft is the relationship of the long axis of the, the wing, which is generally in, in line with the fuselage, with the body of the aircraft, and the air it's moving through. It has nothing to do with its general attitude towards the ground or, or anything like that. We... When we fly aircraft on instruments, we we do that using instruments that give us our relationship to the earth, um, and that's what you see in those those uh, automatic or uh, excuse me um, artificial horizons. But that has nothing to do with the angle of attack of the aircraft. You can have um, the angle of attack of the aircraft is just the relative deflection of the cord line that's what the that's what the the long axis of the wing is called the, the I shouldn't say the long axis so that's the axis from the front of the wing to the back of the wing not from the wing tip to wing tip from the front of the wing to the back of the wing so the cord line the re, the relationship of the cord line to the air going over it is called angle of attack and when you exceed the angle of attack of whatever and it varies for different airfoils you, the, the wing is stalled. It won't produce any lift. And uh, this can happen at any speed and at any attitude. You can stall a plane going straight up. You can stall a plane going straight down. You can stall a plane upside down. And when you go to an air show and see an aerobatic pilot doing uh, their routine, a lot of those maneuvers in, in, those, in those planes are... Uh, function of a wing not flying, being stalled, having exceeded the angle of attack, and controlling that. So the plane is still controllable, even though it has exceeded the angle of attack. It's just not flying anymore. It's not falling, uh, falling with style. Uh, so 
um, when so, the, so you have to divorce the idea of attitude and relationship to the earth with angle of attack. Also, you have to divorce speed. Aircrafts, we talk a lot, even in the aviation circles, about stall speeds. But stall speeds are always taken with a grain of salt because they vary with the aircraft's weight, the angle of bank, and how quickly you move the controls. Those things all uh, will affect what you see on your airspeed indicator when the aircraft stalls. Now, so so generally you'll, you might say a plane have a, has a stall speed of, let's say, a small airplane, maybe 50 knots. That's a level flight. That would be just pulling the, the controls back and letting the nose and let the plane slow down and then it'll stall and the nose will drop and you'll do your recovery. But uh, in... Um, uh, in, in a turn, now the plane is carrying more weight because of uh, centrifugal force and you get gravity, the aircraft is actually weighs more, the wing needs to produce more lift, and so it will stall at a higher indicated speed. That's, that's the difference. And it's the same angle of attack, it's just at a different speed. And so those two things have to be divorced when you talk AOA and why an aircraft actually stalls. Well, now, um, when a plane stalls, most aircraft are designed to, to uh, recover. If you, let, if you just let go of the controls, they'll recover into uh, back to safe flight uh, if you have enough altitude. If um, Some planes, though, especially swept-wing aircraft, can enter sort of stabilized high angles of attack where without pilot input there's not going to be any recovering of the aircraft the plane will just literally fall very stably out of the sky and you can look into the Air France uh, Airbus 330 accident out of Brazil a few years ago and read up and there's a Vanity Fair article that uh, has a long discussion about that very very good article um, so the so now it's I'm uh, getting a little bit of let's say talk about let's talk about angle of attack gauges. So an angle of attack gauge is a gauge that some aircraft have that you can actually see, and it will show you what the current angle of attack is. It'll show you what the current relationship between the cord line of the wing and the airflow over the wing, and you can use that to fly the wing at very as efficiently as possible um, and it's, it's a very useful gauge if you've I've only flown one aircraft that had an AOA gauge and it was it's extremely useful it um, it allows you to fly the correct speeds and the traffic pattern without looking at an airspeed indicator and uh, you it, it just works like a champ great great gauge there's not a lot of aircraft that have gauges AOA gauges uh, but despite uh, AOA gauges not being very common in aircraft, uh, almost almost all, I'd say all you know, modern uh, airliners have AOA sensors. And so these things sense the angle of attack, and with that and other inputs are able to 
uh, provide um, information for displays on uh, the you know on, on your instrument panel. Um, so you don't actually see an AOA gauge, but that that information, along with other inputs, are mixed to produce uh, all the information you need to fly the aircraft. Uh, what? So then some of those systems are then integrated into sort of uh, uh, automatic safety features. And uh, it's, you know, there's no, the investigation is not complete, but it seems maybe that's what happened with that 737. Maybe a bad AOA gauge led to the aircraft thinking it was in a stalled condition and then uh, pushing the nose over, which is the, you know, be the correct solution for that problem, but, uh, and then not, the pilot's not being able to, uh, 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 take control, that, that the control, that the automatic input was more than they could overcome, uh, to fly the aircraft out, even though it wasn't stalled. So the investigation's out, so who knows, that's, it's a theory, but, uh, I didn't really want to address that. What I wanted to address was just the poor reporting and people saying AOA gauge, measuring the angle of the nose, how high it is. It's just, it has nothing to do with nose angle in relationship to the earth. It, it has everything to do with the air going over the wing and uh, the reasons aircraft, the reason, reasons aircraft quit flying, stall, is simple in the sense that it just has to do with exceeding the critical angle of attack, but it's very... Uh, uh, it's it's such a dynamic. You know, the aircraft is moving three dimensionally in space, and it it uh, you can exceed the, the critical angle of attack in a lot, any attitude and at any airspeed. So it's it's something that's that's uh, probably not uh, taught a lot, and it's not really thought about a lot. But it's uh, an important concept to understand, and and I thought it would help you, the Hacker Public Radio community to um, to uh, be able to understand that and, and, and have a better grasp of what's going on and, and just realize that uh, the journalists, they don't really do a lot of hard work. That's why I'm helping out. Uh, that's why I'm helping out to fill in some of those gaps. Anyway, uh, enough rambling. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to email me or post a comment or make a show and this is Brian in Ohio crawling back under his rock goodbye you've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org we are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday Monday through Friday Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.